am Neela, and today we will be continuing our discussion on the most common types of dementia. In part one, which was episode 12, we looked at Alzheimer's and vascular dementia. And here in part two, we are looking at Lewy bodies, frontotemporal dementia and alcoholic dementia. We will examine what is involved with each diagnosis, get a history of the different types and discuss common signs and symptoms. So again, I have Claire with me to do this. Welcome, Claire. Thank you, Neela. It's great to be back with you again. Now, another form of dementia is Lewy body disease. Oh, now this one's a good one because it's... I don't know if you've ever seen Monty Python, but there's a sketch in Monty Python about the People's Front of Judea and the Judean People's Front. Well, that's a wee bit what this is like because we can either have Lewy body disease in Parkinson's disease, we can have Parkinson's dementia, and honestly, it all amounts to much and the same thing. So Dr. Louis, funnily enough, worked in the laboratory of Dr. Alzheimer, and he discovered clumps of protein at post-mortem examination, specifically in those living with Parkinson's disease. These clumps were later named after him, Louis bodies. Again, they affect the chemicals in the brain, interrupting the messages, and they also clog up the neurons, and so they can't do their jobs properly. I'm not even going to go into the several terms, because some of them are really about whether dementia is present at the time of a Parkinson's diagnosis, whether it comes on later, whether it's associated with it. It all gets very, very complicated. But anyway, anyway moving on. Anyone suspected as having Lewy body dementia or who may have Parkinson's disease may have trouble concentrating and paying attention to things. They can also have visual hallucinations, which is slightly different from the other two diagnoses. They can see things that aren't there. They can believe things that aren't true really some quite delusional behaviour. They'll have slow movements, stiffness in their joints and a tremor, which are often signs of Parkinson's disease. They'll have rapidly changing thinking processes from having completely lucid moments to sometimes extreme confusion, disturbed sleep and in their sleep they're acting out dreams so they're exhausted all the time when they're asleep. They can be unsteady on their feet, have dizziness and have difficulty judging distances. So interestingly, as we overlap once again, Lewy bodies have also been found in people diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease at post-mortem. So often a mixed diagnosis will be provided here too. And here we go again, couple letters, remember, each person's different and will have their own individual experience of dementia. Not all people who've been diagnosed with Lewy bodies will have all of the symptoms and it is possible to live well with Lewy body disease and Parkinson's disease. We hear a lot mentioned to Naila about frontotemporal dementia, mm-hmm. especially with Bruce Willis being yes. recently diagnosed, which is rather interesting. This is a diagnosis often given to younger people under the age of 65 who present with a set of symptoms that suggest that the frontal or the temporal lobes of the brain are being affected. I'm not going to go into the raw anatomy of both of those uh, lobes of the brain because really I just wanted to put these terms out there and you know get a little bit of clarity it's all available on the internet dr google can tell you a lot more than i can but here we go so frontotemporal dementia often will have behavioral changes personality changes and language can be affected before memories lost again you could have alzheimer's disease in your frontal or temporal lobes which would be the same thing or you could have a vascular interruption in the blood supply which would amount to much of the same thing There are lots of different variants, for example, a behavioural variant where the frontal lobes are affected 
So behaviour and personality changes are the first thing that a person sees. They may not be able to control how they behave in certain situations the way they used to, and they may have problems adapting to new situations. And loved ones may notice that they don't have the same empathy that they once had. They might seem selfish, not to have any emotions or lack feelings for others. That's just because of the area of their brain that's affected. They may also lose their inhibitions, leading to embarrassing situations with others, talking to strangers or showing impulsive behaviour. They can also neglect their self-care, leading to problems with hygiene or show repetitive movements like hoarding or persistent tapping or counting. The next term is a great one, primary progressive aphasia. When the temporal lobes are affected, language can be lost first. This fancy term is just that, the inability to speak or to find words or sometimes even to make sounds. Semantic dementia is very similar, another fancy term for when temporal lobes are affected and the person can't find the correct word or the meaning of a word leading to the loss of the ability to name things and people. They'll use more general words in the beginning to describe things and they, then they may lose the ability to read and write. They also may not understand some things that are said to them leading to frustration and miscommunication problems. Progressive non-fluent aphasia, now there's another one that I couldn't say more than once. Yet another variant where speech is effective progressively leading to the inability to speak. They may stutter or hesitate, but like myself, hesitate over words or their speech may be slurred or they can use the wrong words or incomplete sentences. They can also have trouble understanding conversations. But as we've seen from previous explanations, nothing's cut and dried with dementia. If the frontal or temporal lobes are affected by any of the types that we've discussed, these symptoms can occur. And really, as I said, we just put the terms out there in case someone gets that from their doctor and has got no idea where to go with them. Generally, though, frontotemporal dementia is a diagnosis provided to younger people, normally between the ages of 40 and 65, but can be even younger. For some of them, the early age diagnosis, there may be a family history component, but that's still being researched at the moment. There's no definitive um, answer to that one. And again, remember, not everyone diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia will have all of those symptoms. It depends on the individual where the damage to the brain has occurred. And it is possible to live well with frontotemporal dementia. And the last one, Neela, that I'm just going to briefly mention is alcohol-related dementia, because a lot of people will be faced again with a diagnosis for a loved one. And the cause of the damage from alcohol is unclear. It may be the actual toxicity of the alcohol itself or the effect that prolonged heavy drinking has on the body, specifically the loss of vitamin, vitamin B1, which is called thiamine. Symptoms include the inability to learn new things, changes in personality, memory problems, planning and following instructions may be difficult, and the loss of social skills and impaired balance. Again, everyone's different, so these can vary considerably. And I think, Neela, the message that I really wanted to get across today in the podcast was, if you get a diagnosis, don't be frightened. By all means, have a go at Dr. Google. The terms are all interchangeable, intermingling, and really, we want to concentrate on the individual. Thank you again, Claire. I, I know we could talk until the sun comes up about this subject and about what's involved in each dementia, and you've managed very well to make a very complex subject much easier to understand. So to recap, Claire jumped straight into Louis bodies. 
And Lewy bodies is a very different type of dementia affecting the chemicals in the brain that clog up the neurons so messages can't get through. How Parkinson's is often associated with Lewy body dementia. They may have trouble concentrating and may have visual hallucinations, believing things that aren't true. They have slow movements and stiffness in joints with a tremor and disturbed sleep. So a very, very different symptom showing here. Then with frontotemporal lobe dementia, which is often diagnosed at a much younger age, normally around 40 to 60 years of age, and may include behavioural and personality changes before the memory is lost. Empathy may be lost and they might lose their inhibitions, neglect their personal hygiene and have repetitive movements like hoarding or tapping. There may be a family history involved with this one. Claire did talk about the meaning of certain diagnoses, but really anything with the word aphasia is to do with speech. And lastly, alcohol-related dementia. It is unclear if it is the toxicity or the prolonged use of alcohol that causes the problems. This is characterised by an inability to learn new things, changes in personality, memory problems, loss of social skills and impaired balance. Claire did mention frontal and temporal lobes of the brain and it made me think that we will go through the main parts of the brain that are affected by the most common types of dementia in later episodes. So just a reminder for every, that every person and their dementia diagnosis is very individual and they may or may not have all the signs and symptoms discussed, especially if they have mixed dementia or which is two or more different types of dementia. And it is possible for those with dementia to live well with the disease. I hope you have found this useful and I hope you will join us next time. Bye for now.